Welcome to Tuesday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. The story this morning said the average person would pay 305 bucks for just one normal pre-COVID day. I'm not paying 300 bucks. That's just maybe 50 bucks. Otherwise, I'm just going to wait it out like everybody else. Yeah. If you could, they asked people, how much would you pay? The average was $305.27. I was watching a show yesterday, and there's people get on elevator, and there are other people on elevator, and it just, just I'm just like, they're not wearing masks. <laughs> I didn't have to say that out loud, but it struck me that they were standing in an elevator. It made me feel uncomfortable, and they were standing right next to each other, talking with no mask yeah. on. But I wouldn't pay $300. The show was the Queen's Gambit, which... Caitlin was like, all my friends like this show. Lunchbox, I mentioned he was watching it. Anyone else watch Queen's Gambit on the studio, in the studio? I started mm-hmm. it, but I couldn't. I haven't had time to figure it out. It's about chess. It's about a young girl at an orphanage who learns to play chess yeah. from the, no. okay. fr- from the uh, custodian. And then it's, but we're only through two episodes. But it's good. Good? Yeah, we kind of, I think we have a show now that we're going to watch together. Because she'll watch The Crown by herself. I'm watching Umbrella Academy by myself. But that's the show we're watching together. So did y'all jump ship on Succession? We can. We never got <gasps> back in it. Oh. We watched one episode. Wow. So you're watching a, oh, together. Your new show is, is about Queen's a, Gambit. an orphan that plays chess. Mm-hmm. Amy, it is, don't don't, don't be a hater. I'm not a hater. It's so good. Okay, but so is Succession. I know, but you are. You're saying don't hate on it, but you got to give Queen's Gambit a try before you well, hate I, it. I will. I just. So as a result of this show. Chess sets are up over 1,000% because oh. of Queen's oh, Gambit. Wow. That's, are you going to start playing? Well, I used to play a lot. Really? You're probably really good at As, it. Uh, I was, I was at ever only okay to pretty good, but I would play when I was like nine. Oh. Yeah. And then once the internet happened, I would get on Yahoo Chess. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, don't admit you that. You did? And now I play all the time. And I had a pretty good ranking. Because the higher ranking you would get, the darker color you would get on your little square. Anybody play Yahoo Chess? No. no. Uh, that's no. a big no. I, okay. I had a life. <laughs> well, I didn't have a life. And so I played Yahoo. And I got to be okay. But then you started playing like it didn't, age groups didn't matter. So, But it was tough. Me and my neighbor Scotty used to play. used to uh, dominate him. And he was a couple years older. But chess is fun. You've played? Now, yeah, my now. kids play chess now. Oh. Yes, chess is fun. It's a strategy game. That's why I'm saying, Bones, I bet you'd be good at it because it's like 10 steps ahead. Yeah, I play checkers. Well, that's different. I, <laughs> I don't play either. Chess was invented a few hundred years before checkers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like just a few hundred? Yeah, I think so. Chinese checkers. You ever play that? Oh, the marbles? Where you have to get all your marbles to the other good side stuff. of the star? <laughs> that's a jam game, too. Anyway, that show's good. I'm not done, so I can't give a full review. Mike, did you like Umbrella Academy in second season? I thought it was a little slow, but it's pretty good. Okay. I but, feel the same way. We're yeah, just about three episodes in, you're like, figuring it out go. there. All right, glad you guys are here. Here's a voicemail we got last night. Here you go. Hey, guys. Um, I was just curious. What was Scuba Steve's suggested segment? When he won Employee of the Month, you said that he would get to pick a segment the next week as his prize for winning Employee of the Month. Thank you. It's a very timely question because later this morning... I'm being told Scuba Steve will have his Employee of the Month segment. I don't know what it is, but he's going to do it. I have no control. It can be about anything. It could be a walk down Scuba Stain, Scuba hmm. Stain, Scuba Steve's history, you know, of elementary school. Oh, wow, that'd be fun. Who knows what it is? We'll do that later. Also, I'm going to make a little offer to Eddie, a business offer. What you got? Well, coming up in the next okay. few minutes. <laughs> I love these. I would like to pay you money. Oh, I do. I'll, I'll take it. Eddie, you going to sell me your soul or not? 
Mm, still haven't gotten a good answer from a lawyer yet. I'm looking for the answer that says, hey, he literally can do nothing with your soul. It's just a word. And I've got, uh-huh. I, I haven't gotten that because everybody I've talked to, because I, I put it out on Twitter, said, please, a lawyer out there, help me. And I've gotten responses and they're like, I mean, really, it's not a big deal, but really he could like just, I mean, it's like selling yourself to the devil. Like bad things can happen. For $100, I want your soul. And I've made you that <laughs> offer. All you have to do is write on a piece of paper, Bobby owns my soul and signs it. And I will give you $100 in cash. I know. It sounds easy. It really does. Because a soul, like what's a soul? You're not going to take my soul. But then, right. I, but then I'm really writing it down on a piece of paper and telling you that you can have my soul. Very right, scary. So are we closer to it? Yeah, we're pretty close. Uh, this Toronto restaurant is offering up redemption for your sins with a, slide of, a side of pizza. Uh, Storm Crow Manor is celebrating the launch of their new patio and delivery concept, Church of Pizza, with free pies, pizza pies. But there's a catch. Redemption of your soul will cost you $3. And you choose from which of the seven deadly sins that you want redeemed. Huh. The redemption comes in the form of a real, actual, physical golden scroll of absolution, which will be delivered to you with your delicious pizza pie. So you get your pizza, pay three extra bucks, you get your soul redeemed. Now, Eddie, I'm willing to buy your soul and you have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you, you, you're buying all the sins, too, that come with it, right? 100, you know what? 150. Wow. Oh, just went up. 150 to take my soul that I've had since the day I was born. I mean, but is he really taking it? That's, right. That's, Isn't that's it my just, point, Amy. It's just a word, right? Right, right. It is. Well, no. Yes, it is. In it this is. case, like, if you play along, you could get $150. Amy, do but, you think there's anything psychological attached to it where, like, I'm I, always going to know that he owns my soul? Ugh, there could be something weird that I don't, on a deeper level, I wouldn't do it. But I'm just saying, you. it's $150. Like, you're on the clock for one week? One week, if, okay. If next Tuesday... You don't take it, the deal dies. $150 for your soul. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But it's just a word, Eddie. I know, it's just a word. It's There's nothing. no real transaction. I give you 150 bucks. You sign a piece of paper that says, Bobby, you now own my soul. Signed, Eddie. Hmm. We have to get a notary there to see it. Yes, signed of course. Up. Would you do it, Amy, for 150 bucks? No. $150? No. Nope. Lunchbox, would you do it? Yeah, one, one, no doubt. I ain't scared of that. Like, what are you going to do with my soul? I mean, here. Here's my soul. Cool. You can't take it out of my body, so you can't you physically go, stick your hand in my mouth and take my soul. You would come up Wait. with nothing but air. Is that, is that how you get it? <laughs> physically or, or you can't cut me open. You, you've seen yeah, too many horror movies, man. <laughs> yeah. Even if he did cut you open, what would he grab? Exactly, Eddie. So <laughs> that's why you just take the $150 and go. I mean, you're the one that's freaking out over here. You got a week, Eddie. You're on the clock. It's a little scary. Okay. <laughs> Lunchbox, you still playing the lottery? Uh, twice a week at least, and then when paycheck comes, uh, hundred bucks on scratch offs. What does your wife think about that hundred bucks every single, well, every pay period? What does she think? She thinks, man, you're going to strike it rich, and hopefully you'll give me some of it since we don't share money. And you've been saying this every day since I've known you, fifteen years or so. Yeah, for a long time, and I'm telling you, that's what you got to do. You got to stay consistent on when you play. If you just play like once a month or once every two years, the odds are you're not going to win. So you got to stay consistent. So when I read one of these stories about someone winning, it drives you crazy. Absolutely. No, you got another one for me. Great, ruined my day. Go ahead. <laughs> so here you go, North Carolina. There's a couple who won three hundred and sixty-six thousand dollars in a lottery jackpot after playing the same set of numbers they've been playing for twenty-six years. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. See, what do you always say? 
fail until you don't. That's what you did. You fail, 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 and then all of a sudden you don't. Pays off. Perseverance. Quote, I was in the Lazy Boy as she was standing there watching. Last Wednesday, they were seeing what the winning numbers were, and she started screaming. She goes, we won, we won, we won. They had a one in 962,000 chance. After the taxes are taken out and the lump, it's $259,000. Wow. Cash. But I guess over 26 years, they probably spent... Not that much, though. Okay. Not that much yeah, yeah. money. So that oh, story doesn't amazing. bother you? It bothers me, but I'm, I'm happy that it wasn't one of those people that, oh, I've never played the lottery before, and all of a sudden I actually bought a ticket and I won $26,000 million, you know? But at least they've the, been playing for a long time. Yeah, these people persevered, and that gives him hope. Well, there's a woman. I got another one here. Oh. <laughs> who said she was completely unaware of her nearly $45,000 lottery jackpot until she was cleaning her kitchen a month after the drawing and discovered a trio of forgotten tickets. Her name's Carolyn. She said she was cleaning the kitchen. She saw three tickets. She's like, well, let me just check them. They each were $1, and then they won her $44,683. Big winner. What do you think about that kind of story? That, that the person makes me mad because the next time I forget about the ticket will be the first time I've ever forgot about a ticket. I don't ever forget about a lottery ticket. How do you buy something with the chance to change your life forever and just forget about it? Do you just forget about a job interview that's going to change your world? No, <laughs> you go to the job interview. So why would you forget about a lottery ticket? All right, here's a guy. <laughs> Another one? Another one. Uh, a Tennessee man, a Tennessee man who won a $75,000 lottery prize in Kansas said he wouldn't have bought the winning ticket if the store hadn't been sold out of his preferred game. Brian Fox said he was on his annual hunting trip to Kansas. He stopped at the shortstop gas station in Garnett to buy a pair of scratch-off lottery tickets. He was going to buy the 5 and $10 versions, but they didn't have the kind he liked, which was the holiday lucky times. So he bought a $10 jewel jackpot and hit... For $75,000. You like that one? I mean, no. I mean, that's that's fine. I mean, that... He at least plays the lottery. I I just... And he knew it right away. It's not like he he, he just accidentally forgot it. But congrats to him. I mean... I mean, he hit the jewel jackpot. I mean, I I, I get mad, but it's just like... One of these days, people are going to be mad that I won. And I, I, I shouldn't spew hate towards other winners, but... It does irk me a little bit. If you won fifty thousand dollars, would you quit the show? No, nah, fifty thousand is not. I can't live on a beach forever for fifty thousand. Okay. If you won two hundred fifty thousand dollars, would you quit the show? No, because I can only buy a Lambo with that. If you won that, you'd go buy a Lamborghini. You wouldn't worry about your kid's college fund, your house. No, I'll get a scholarship. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> At what? I don't know. Smarts. Did you get one of those smart scholarships? Uh, I got an Austin Livestock and Rodeo scholarship. For how much? Uh, was, I think it was $3,000, and uh, the sponsor was Chasco Contracting. Uh, thank you to them. <laughs> uh, They're still yeah. benefiting from that. Yeah, I got, mean, I have, yeah. let me tell you, I have never told them thank you in person, but I should write them a letter and say, Chasco, thank you. And if I would have maintained a 3.0 my first year, it would have renewed for a second year. But You, I didn't, get you didn't make 3.0 even though you knew money was attached to it? Well, I mean, I tried, man, but college is hard, dude. <laughs> college is tough. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30 Second Skinny. Luke Combs talked about how he writes songs. We'll either go to the mountains or to the beach or somewhere, and I'll just bring out people that I want to write with to that location and then focus on nothing 
butt riding songs for two weeks straight. Riley Green shared his favorite Thanksgiving dish. Uh, my grandmother Nancy makes really good chicken and dumplings, and she makes a really good dressing. My favorite thing is biscuits and gravy. But the problem is my grandmother Jean makes better gravy. My grandmother Nancy makes better biscuits. So I can't tell one or the other. But if I could ever get them together on one, it'd be a great meal. Garth Brooks talks about his Thanksgiving plans with Trisha Yearwood. Well, Thanksgiving plans are going to be the same and totally different at the same time. What the deal is, she's still going to cook for 20 people. It's just going to be me. I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Tell me something good. So Anthony Louie, he's an officer for the Seminole Police Department, and he's on patrol when he gets a call for a house fire. Starts heading in that direction. He's like, huh, this looks like my neighborhood. Could be my neighborhood. Gets closer. It's his house. Wow. His house is on fire. He rolls up, and he's like, oh, my gosh, my family is in there right now. He didn't even think twice. He finds a way to get through the front door, and he gets in the house, rescues his entire family, and they're all safe. He gets them out. Now, not so much for him, though. He was badly burned, suffered smoke inhalation for his injury and a little bit of injuries here and there. But, man, he got them out. He's hailed a hero. But I say give him dad of the lifetime award. Oh, I didn't realize that was up wow. for grabs. Forget hero. Lifetime. Wow. But wait, he's called out to this place. They didn't say the address exactly. He <laughs> I know his address. I mean, I don't think he just, I guess he just follows a GPS map. You know, I don't even know if it's Maybe so. that way. But mm. so. You know, once I was driving to my, when I had a condo here downtown, I was driving and there was all these ambi- uh, fire trucks, like, like four of them. They're like, I'm getting out of the way, woo, driving through downtown. I'm like, man, whatever's happening, that sucks for that person. I get there and then it's blocked off near my house. And so then I realize it's pretty close to my house. And so I, I'm like, well, I'll park my car and I'm going to walk because I'm going to have to walk through it to get to my house. And then I realize, oh, that's my house. Whoa. It was flooded completely. And I look and I see Mike D. Drench standing outside of it with my dog. <laughs> They're like, the whole place is flooded. Same thing. Wow. It was crazy. And then I, I lost that place. It was terrible. Yeah. Well, terrible. well, hey, but that's a good story. I guess you can kind of be a hero too. Thank you. Mike <laughs> D. did save my dog. There we go. Mike D.'s a hero. There you go. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Pelham, Alabama. A guy that worked at Burger King, he's a manager, got busted stealing $30,000 from the store over one year. What he was doing is he was filling out applications, hiring fake people, getting them on the payroll, and he would cash their paychecks. Wow. But how was the work getting done? Uh, no work getting done. Oh, they yeah. just uh, were always a sh- man short on the shift. Oh, you know, don't do that. But not a bad... It worked for a while. Wow, that's crazy. That's next level thinking, though. All right, what else? That it? I'm Lunchbox. That's your Bonehead Story of the Day. I'll play you the fiddle part from a famous country song. You just have to name the song. Amy, Lunchbox, producer Eddie. You'll write down your answer. You'll only hear the fiddle. For example, you'll know this one. Yeah, that one, Amy? Yeah. Um, but job Wait, what? You should know it, know it. Hold on, she's speaking in tongues. Run by run. Run by run. Oh, boy. Johnny, when the runs are It's going to be a long game for Amy. She'll get there. Devil went down to Georgia. She heard the word devil. Is that reason she thought? Exactly. Okay, so that's how it works. But I would have gotten there. If you miss it, you're out. Okay. That was going to be a short game. Number one. 
All right, one more time. All right, that's the fiddle part. Amy? Calling Baton Rouge. Lunchbox? Calling Baton Rouge. Eddie? Calling Baton Rouge. Correct! Yeah! Next up, name this fiddle. Amy has pulled her headphones out so she can do that little game where she sings it. Amy's in. Oh, I've been in. Eddie? In, in. Lunchbox, what do you have? Oh, it's Wagon Wheel. Amy? Wagon Wheel. Eddie? Wagon Wheel. That is correct. Nice job. Name this one as they get a little bit harder. It's tough, but if you listen to what's around it, I think it helps. Yep. Lunchbox, what do you have over there? Chicken fried. Zach Brown band chicken fried. Interesting. Eddie? I have chicken fried. Amy? Chicken fried. Nice job. Don't do that to me. Don't do that. (laughs) What do you do? do? He was like, oh, interesting. And I was like, oh, crap. That's really wrong. (laughs) (sighs) Next up, can you name this song's fiddle part? Lunchbox is closing his eyes, trying to feel that fiddle. Why are you hitting fiddle. me? I thought you fell asleep. I, no, I'm trying to listen to the music, <laughs> and you're hitting me. What country song is this fiddle solo a part of? Lunchbox is still trying to write something down. He sounds like he's going to the bathroom, <laughs> no, and it hurts. What are you hurts. doing? Uh, I don't... What? Nothing. Lunchbox, do you have an answer down? Oh, I do, of course. What do you have? Wide open spaces. Incorrect. That hurts. Oh, that's, that's rough. <laughs> but it's one of the, it's the digging chicks. It's what? Diggity chicks. The diggity chicks. I like the way you work it. No, no diggity chicks. You got to bag, bag it up. Bag oh, it up. man. <laughs> diggity chicks. <laughs> Can I change my answer? Nope. Earl uh, has to die. Uh, also, Earl. it's another diggity chick song, not that one either. <laughs> Eddie? I have um, Cowboy Take Me Away. By who? Diggity Chicks. <laughs> Dang it! See, I was on the right track. I don't know if that's right, though, Lunch. No, Amy. it is. It's Cowboy Take Me Away. Correct. Uh, there it is. Sorry, Lunchbox, you've been eliminated. <laughs> yeah, but I fought hard. Yeah, you did. Oh, the Chicks. By, by the way, their name's just the Chicks. Right, the chicks. not Diggity They should have yes. went with Diggity Chicks, though. They should have. Now they're thinking about changing their name. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Two people remain. Hit it. You guys in? In. Amy? Amarillo by morning. Eddie? Amarillo by morning. Correct. You guys are doing pretty good. Thank you. We only have three left. This one's a little bit harder. 
action. Oh, Amy goes to her paper quick. Wow. Eddie is struggling right now. Love to see it. Ah, oh, got it. Eddie? Where the green grass grows. Correct. Shoot. You don't have that? I just don't have the name right. What do you have? <laughs> Seminole Wind. Well, that's well, not that's even the same not song. That's not the same song, That's Amy. John Anderson. <laughs> you had it all wrong, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> she thought she was close. <laughs> she missed every part of it. She's like, I'm barely off. <laughs> roll, roll, yeah. Seminole Wind. Don't you hear it? You no. Know. <laughs> I mean, I can hear where you might confuse that, but that's not the same song. Yeah, I hear it now. She's like, I she's like, I, I, she's like oh, I misspelled the title. <laughs> Well, how'd you spell it? Roll, roll, Seminole Wind. Yeah, where the off. green grass grows. Uh, it is Tim McGraw where the green grass Woo! grows. Eddie is our winner. Nice job. Ah! Thank you. Six for six. You want to try to hit the other two? Please. All right, here is the next one. See if Eddie can go perfect. Uh, heartache medication? Nice. Really? Yeah. Okay. I'm drinking one, I'm drinking two. I got my heartache medication. And this would have been the tiebreaker speed round. Okay. Eddie, but see if you can get it. Okay, I got it. What? Is it Alabama, Song of the South? No, it's Alabama. Oh. But it's... If you're going to play in Texas, you got to have oh, oh, That's the whole title. Texas, the whole title is if you're going to play in Texas, parentheses, you got to have a fiddle in the band. Louisiana man. Nice shot, though, Eddie. Thank you, man. Take it, Amy. love and let's all dance. If you're going to play in Texas, you got to have a fiddle in the band. Oh. So if you remember a few weeks ago, I awarded the very first ever employee of the month. And our winner was Scuba Steve. Yeah. And not only did I send him 100 bucks in cold, hard cash, but I said, hey, you get to do any one segment you want about anything you want. And so I don't know what's about to happen here. All I know is that Scuba Steve is cashing in his coupon. <laughs> Hi, Scuba. What's up, Bobby? Okay, so what's, what's the deal here? So I had a few different ideas as your employee of the month. And I mulled over them, thought about it. It's why here we are late in the month with the idea. And I thought about this one, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give this back to the listeners. Without their support, I wouldn't be here right now as your employee of the month. So enter a guy named Wayne. He approached me, socially distanced. I met him out in the wild, and he wanted to give something to his wife for her birthday. Uh, it's on the 27th. They've been married for 28 years, want to mix it up. She's a massive fan of you and Bobby, the show. So I figured a nice way to help out a listener and help out another listener was doing this bit for them versus something for myself. It's a Bobby Graham. Oh, Bobby Graham. So, so, the, way I, so the way I see this play out, kind of <laughs> I'm like so confused on what's happening so far. Okay, it's a Bobby Graham. Go ahead. So it's a Bobby Graham. So the way I see this playing out, this is almost like me pitching it to you live on the radio and everyone involved listening to this. Go ahead. This is kind of the pitch session we're doing here for it. It's a Bobby Graham. So enter Wayne. Wayne comes in the line. Uh, he's going to then talk to us, kind of give us a little backstory about himself and his wife. He is outside the house, kind of doing like a uh, publisher's clearing house kind of thing. And he's going to then bum rush his wife inside the house and surprise her with his birthday gift. Which and is? that's why I call it. It's a Bobby Graham. So Wayne's in the line right now. Hello, Wayne. Hey, Bob. 
Bobby. How are you? What's up, Wayne? You having a good day? Man, I'm having a really good day. This is uh, this is really exciting. My my wife is is a super big fan of yours, and uh, just give you a little background. We were uh, our youngest son is is in the army He's stationed at Fort Carson Colorado and we had to move him out there about a month ago lo and behold you're syndicated out there and it just made her day that she was able to hear the Bobby Bone show while we were in Colorado I appreciate that well so I, what I'm understanding Wayne is that we're about to do something called a Bobby Graham okay this is where Wayne, this is where you run into the house and hand the phone to your wife and bum rush her and kind of surprise her hey, with this just do this for her. do this Wayne Go up to her and say, hey, someone's yep. on the phone and want to talk to you. And don't tell her it's me, okay? And let me talk with her until she can got guess it. who it is, okay? You got it. I'm heading, heading that way right now. All right. Wayne's walking in the house. Bum uh, rushing her. As, as we speak. Let's not bum rush <laughs> anybody. One second. Yeah, that's a, that was right. a little of a harsh word. I'm sorry about that choice of Cooper's was like, today. put a bag over her head, throw <laughs> it in the back of the van, like, drive her down. about to happen? <laughs> Get the van. Hello? Hey, who's this? This is Annette. Well, I'm just so happy to talk with you. Well, good. Who is this? <laughs> Who do you? Let's play a game because I'm someone in your life, and I guess you don't recognize my voice, but I'm someone in your life. Who am I? Guess number one. Is it Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> it is. <laughs> yes, it is. It's not Daniel. It's not Daniel. Okay. It's about to be your birthday. Yeah, that would be it. Okay. It's about to be your birthday. And I hear that you have a, a son that you're so proud of that's in the military. Yeah. And so you go to where, is he Is he in school? Is that what it was? Or is he just stationed there? Stationed is in he, Colorado. You go to where he's stationed there in Colorado. And I, in a way, am in Colorado every single morning. <laughs> Come on. Come on, Annette. You can do this. You're in Colorado every morning. Well, here's the thing, Annette. <laughs> I'm not physically there every morning. I'm there sometimes, but I'm not physically there every morning. But I am, my presence is in Colorado in Denver. Bobby Bones? Yes. That's Yay! it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bobby Bones? It is, Annette. How are you? Oh, my Lord. Like, I love you. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. I appreciate that. Hey, so, first of all, let's talk about this son of yours that you're so proud of. How does how does he make you feel out there? Oh, very proud. He hasn't been there long, but he makes me very proud. Okay, good for you. And then your other kid, how old and, and where are they? Peyton, he's almost 25. He's in Nashville. Okay, where that's that's where I am. And so we've never met, but your husband lined this whole thing up, and I just wanted to tell you, happy birthday. I'm just such a, a big fan of your husband. He's the greatest guy I ever met in my whole life. Like, sometimes we just talk all night on the phone, and it's a re- just so you know, he's my guy. He's been secretly keeping this from you. Um, but happy birthday. And yeah, I- right. <laughs> well, I enjoy listening to you every morning. I love your show. I'm excited that you're in Colorado Springs. I told Brandon as soon as I, when we were out there, and I said, I got the Bobby Bone show. So I just, you, you bring such joy to so many people and y'all are so positive and I love everything that you do. Well, that's And very, I'm happy for you and Caitlin. Thank you very much. Very kind. I can't wait till this uh, nutty pandemic's over and I can meet you in person, but I hope your birthday's amazing. Thank you. All right. Bye, Annette. Bye-bye. It's a Bobby <laughs> oh. Brought to you by Scuba Steve. Yeah. Is nice. Wayne still there? Yes, I'm there. Uh, Wayne, how'd that go? Uh, I thought it went fantastic. I really tried to put you over. I acted like you and I are best friends and we talk every night. I don't feel like she believed that. Well, she knows better. Okay. (laughs) So, (laughs) Well, I hope that uh, she liked it. I appreciate you calling us, and hopefully I'll see you out and about soon. Hey, thank you all so much. All right, there he is, Wayne, Annette. What a lovely couple. It's a Bobby Graham. It's a Bobby Graham. 
Good job, Scuba Steve. Hey, good job, Scuba Steve. Nice job. I appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate you guys making me employee of the month. You guys are actually the real winners, so I really appreciate this. Wow, he's uh, so giving. Maybe he'll be employee of the month again for this segment. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Here's a voicemail we got last night. Morning, studio. I was just calling because I wanted to know a lunchbox question. I wanted to know what he does with all the coins that he's doing for his coin challenge. Is he giving them to his kids? Is he collecting them in the container um, for a future purchase or something. I'm very curious. And does he clean the coins before he brings them into the house or puts them anywhere? Are they just the same rotting, disgusting somewhere? All right, you can do coin challenge on Instagram. Yeah, every time I find a coin in public, I put it on Instagram and I call it the coin challenge. And I start January first of every year and I put them in a jar. And then at the end of the year, I add up how much I had. Like last year, I got like forty-two dollars in coins just walking around, like at the grocery store, or walking the neighborhood. And last year, I uh, bought something with it. I don't even know what. This year, I haven't decided what I'm going to do with it. But the coin jar this year is really low because I'm not really going anywhere. But I don't clean the coins. No. You just pick them up and you put them in the jar. And now my kid is starting to show interest in money. So maybe I have to put him in his piggy bank because he'll like, penny, penny. And he wants to hold the penny. And I'm like, ooh. Is he going to be money hungry like his dad? <laughs> well, I'm trying to teach him that, you know what, when you see money, you go get it. Like if it's underneath a car, you get down on all fours and you get underneath that car and get it. <laughs> like we were walking the other day and I... I just happened to stop to tie my shoe, and I looked, and I'm like, oh, there's a penny under there. And I couldn't reach it. I sent him under the car to get it. Are you teaching him that money is the most important thing? Yeah. And I te- like he's like, he has a nickel in his hand. He's like, penny! And I'm like, that is a nickel. It's five times more valuable than that other one in your other hand. And I try to teach him that you want more nickels than you do pennies. What did you say you love more than your wife? Playing soccer. Okay, it wasn't money? <laughs> but it should have been money, too. So I guess oh. my wife moves down the list. Too. <laughs> wow, number three. <laughs> I mean, everybody loves their money more than their significant other. What? Without money, you couldn't have a significant other. That's not true. It, it, okay. People yeah, had be broke sig- and see if she's going to be with you. <laughs> not be able to pay the bill, see so if she's going to stay why, around. So that's why your wife is with you. For your money. She, she would not be with me if I couldn't afford to pay, put a roof over our head. No chance. You don't think she would work and let you stay home? No. Well, I mean, she might, but I'm saying money... You have to have money to have anything. Like, if I couldn't buy her a dinner sometime, she ain't going to be with me. If I couldn't drive a car to go pick her up on a date, she ain't going to be with you. Hey, I'll be over. I'm going to come over on the bus and pick you up, and we're going to go. That's I'm what sure some people, people do that. have to do. Yes. Yeah. And are they still with their person? No. Probably. I actually saw the cutest homeless couple standing together, and they looked so in love. And they looked like they barely had anything, Lunchbox. Okay. <laughs> I don't think money is more important than 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 everything. It it definitely has a need. There's a need. Money makes. I'm the- not walking down this. No, no, I'm, no. Done. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm not arguing this. This is the dumbest argument ever. Here's Amy's pile of stories. So a babysitter was watching after these kids. The mom left. It was her first time caring for them, so she didn't know a lot about the family. Well, the mom never said, we're vegetarian. So when the kids asked for a Happy Meal full of chicken nuggets, the babysitter bought it for the kids. Then the mom came home and found out, and now she wants the babysitter to pay her emotional support money for feeding her kids meat. (laughs) If the mom didn't give restrictions, which, by the way, is weird, 
Right. If there's a new babysitter and you don't give all the needed restriction, that's weird. This mom needs to shut her mouth. Yeah, the babysitter said she kicked me out without paying me and then later texted me saying that I needed to pay her $430 per kid for the emotional damage I've caused them. If not, she'd take me to court. <laughs> what a weird number to come up with, too. Like, I was doing the math here, and it'd be about 430 per Brandon needs 430 uh, She must have a bill that's $860 that she needs to pay right now. What kind of bill? Oh, you mean just a general bill. Right. Yeah, that's funny. All right, what else? So I have the best country songs about traveling. You know, Thanksgiving is on Thursday, so Ranker.com put together uh, the list of songs you can listen to maybe if you're hitting the road. Is Chris Stapleton Traveler? Nope. That's, that's his record. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll just tell you, everybody on here is old school. Okay, go ahead. Number five. Pretty good. Johnny Cash, I've Been Everywhere. I've Been Everywhere. Ray, you know this? Go ahead. See if he still knows it. I've Been Everywhere, man. See if- Cross the desert square, man. <laughs> Cross the desert square, man. I've love, love my land. I've been everywhere. Yeah, he's got it. See if he knows this part. He knows John Van No, he doesn't. He sure doesn't. All right. <laughs> Number four. Roger Miller, King of the Road. Oh, good. Oh. That Don't doesn't say to rent. By no means. King of the road. All right. The Highwaymen uh, and their song, Highwaymen. Highwayman. At number two, John Denver, Take Me Home, Country Roads. Oh, jam. Come on. Take me home. And then at number one, seems obvious, Willie Nelson, On the Road Again. Of course. So obvious, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I have to say the honorable mention, which came in at number six, because it's my favorite George Strait, Amarillo by Morning. It's a traveling song. Yeah, he's driving. I know the, what he's trying to do. to get to Amarillo. You don't have to explain okay. it to me. All right. But that means any song about going anywhere is traveling. Is <laughs> just what I. I know what this song is because he's got to get there by morning. Right. Yes. What else, Amy? Okay. Uh, do you hide a secret stash of money from your partner? Mm-mm. I actually say, "Here's my money." Please go. And she's like, I have plenty of money. I don't need your money. <laughs> well, 37% of people say that they have a secret stash of money to hide from their partner, and they're hiding an average of $2,006. The wow. main reasons for these stashes are they worry about debt. They believe that they're spending too much. They believe you're spending too much. Not knowing how much to save each month makes them nervous. And then decisions about major purchases. So those are what couples argue about. So they're like, I'm just going to put my money in a safe place for a rainy day. And how do you feel about that? I don't, I mean, I guess it's okay. Is I, I feel like any hiding of anything probably shouldn't. If you work and have your own money, maybe it's okay if you want to keep something. If maybe you they tell don't them have you're going to gonna keep something. Right. You, they don't have to have access to it or know how much is in it or anything. And it's mm. your business what you do with it. Slippery slope. As a okay. wedding and a marriage expert, slippery yes. slope. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> All right. Amy, is that it? Yeah, Amy, that's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. James and Clarissa bought their dream home in South Carolina. They move in. They're all excited. And they're like, oh, man, there's this hidden drawer in the closet. And they open it up and they find 50 gold and silver coins. And they're like, oh, my gosh, what do we do with them? They get them valued. They're $15,000 in value. Ah. Can you imagine just finding $15,000? And then where do you hide it to make sure nobody steals it? It yeah, was already in the it secret It was a hidden drawer that was built into the wall uh. that the people, the previous owners had lived there for 32 years, had forgotten about. Wow. And they're like, what do we do with these coins? They called the old o- owners and gave them back. Good for oh, them. That's awesome. Huh. I mean. All right. 
It's your story. Why are you getting mad at your own story? Here's the thing. Like, if they have $15,000 worth of coins they forgot about, they don't really need them. Unless they lost them. They put them in the drawer. They didn't know a secret. they forgot. So you would return them? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to, Amy, I'm not going to call you out. What did she I? found the diamond in her new house. She didn't turn it back. No, it was a diamond earring, and I'm pretty sure it was like fake. I haven't done. You're anything pretty sure? Have you cashed it in? <laughs> no, I still have it. But you did I, chop her into work this morning. <laughs> I still have it. I haven't kept it. I'm not going to do anything with it. But for your sake, I'll get it appraised. Yeah, Ooh, do that. Take please. it and get it appraised. That'd be awesome. All right, lunchbox, great story. Do like they returned it. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Here are your big three songs in country music this week. Blake and Gwen at number three with Happy Anywhere. I was born with my feet in motion. Since I met you, I swear I could be happy anywhere. At number two, Russell Dickerson, Love You Like I Used To. Love you like I used to. This kid's it's a former two-week number one. And there's Russell Dickerson right there. At number one, Morgan Wallen, More Than My Hometown. That is his fourth number one in a row. Oh, boy. That Seven Summers will be a next number one for him. Mm. It's in the 20s right now. Yeah, I like that song. That's a jam, too. Number one pop song right now is from 24K Golden, Mood. <laughs> and your number one hip-hop song is from Internet Money. It's called Lemonade. And the number one song to Stanley, my bulldog, is the dog song that the food company made. Here you go. What was this called? Uh, raise the Wolf. Raise the Wolf. Turn it up. Oh, oh, there we go. That's the beat dropping. Yeah. Drop the beat. Eat, eat. There you go. So good. Let's go over and get Amy's joke. The morning corny. What role do green beans play in Thanksgiving dinner? What role do green beans play in Thanksgiving dinner? The casserole. Okay. <laughs> that was the morning corny. On the phone right now is Stu in Maryland. Stu, what's going on? Hey, Bobby, how's it going? Pretty good, man. What can I do for you? Yeah, so I wanted to call to see if I can get some advice on how to lose weight. It's Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver. I'm ready, Stu. What do you need? All right, so I went to the doctor the other day, and I've been having a lot of back issues. And he said the number one problem is because I'm overweight. And he said I need to lose about 100 pounds in order for my back and my health to be better. Do you have any advice on how to lose weight in a proper way, in a healthy way? Absolutely, I do, Stu. The best thing about being a world-class advice giver is that sometimes you know you don't have the best advice, but you know someone that does. Now, I'd like to put Mike D. on the air with you because Mike D. has lost 100 pounds and in a healthy way. Mike D., what would you like to tell Stu? I would say the first thing that really helped me was cutting out soda and excess sugar. Like, just by cutting out soda alone, I lost 30 pounds. 30 pounds, Stu. 30% of your goal just by not drinking soda and cutting out all that sugar. Okay. Secondly. And then I would say start small with something like walking. That's all I did. I could try to walk like maybe 20, 30 minutes a day, and then eventually I got up to where I could run a little bit, but it all started with walking. 
Stu, for you, it's not going to be losing 100 pounds in a month. It's going to be realizing that it is a long-term goal, and the way to get to long-term goals is by very short paths. So every day it's doing something just a little bit. Until you can do, every day do something a middle bit. Until you do every day and you got, oh, I'm, I'm actually well-conditioned for this. Because the worst thing that's going to happen is you're going to go out, try to change your lifestyle. You're going to be so sore the next day, you're not going to want to do it anymore. Or you're going to injure yourself and not want to do it anymore, right? Yeah, because I failed many times before trying to lose weight because I would try to change everything all at once. It's the little changes. So cut sugar. Yep. Which is tough to do, by it's the way. Hard. Let's, let's not just gloss over that. But you can lose 30 pounds by just cutting sugar. Secondly, walk and start some sort of slow movement. What else, Mike? Uh, I say just stick with it. Set some kind of goal you want to set each month that you want to hit, and then just keep going, adding on to that. Mostly, Stu, just know that you can do it. It absolutely isn't unattainable. And I don't say that as someone who's a big goal guy, but, I mean, Mike D did it. Changed his whole life. It didn't happen in a month. It took a, How long did it take you to lose 100 pounds? A year. It took you a year. But here's the thing. If you don't do it now... In a year from now, you're going to go, dang, I still have to lose 100 pounds. And you could have already done it by then. So you got this, Stu. You got Put your goals on your lock screen and your phone so you see them all the time. There are reasons people put goals on their refrigerator so they see them all the time and they're reminded of them. We have faith in you, Stu. You can do this. How do you feel? I feel better now that I got some advice from someone who actually has lost a lot of the weight and from you, too. I mean, I really do appreciate everything. You got this, I'm bud. Hope you start today and start setting my goals. And if you can afford it, occasionally get yourself a new shirt, new workout pair of shorts or shirt, because you're always motivated to exercise or whatever. If you have new clothes to do it in, yeah, I just got new gear. It still helps out. So you're always like, "Ooh, this is fun. This is I get to go wear this." So have at it. Good luck. Check in with us in a few months. Let us know how it's going. Okay. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. All right, there he is. There is Stu in Maryland. Go get them, bud. It's Bobby Bones, world-class advice giver. And Mike. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Lunchbox, what happened? So we took my son to get his first haircut. He's two and a half years old, never had a haircut. So we look up this place, and it's like a kid's place, all excited. Get there, and it says only one parent inside. Okay, so my wife goes in. They walk in. They start going towards the back, and like, okay, they pass the airplane chair, the fire truck chair, the monster truck chair, and the lady puts him in a pink car. Like a little girl's seat. <laughs> Amy, why are you already... Did she think he was a little girl, oh, maybe? No because, oh. yes. no, because we, you, when you fill it out, you say, oh, here's my son, and this is he's coming to get his haircut, first haircut, and you put his name down. And, I mean, of all the things, you could have put him in the, the fighter jet, the monster truck... No, she puts him in a pink, like, princess car to get his first haircut. Like, sorry, but once you do that, what are you telling him? Hey, you're a little girl. We're going to put you in this pink little car. So I'm standing outside just going, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And I'm texting my wife, but she's, of course, too busy taking pictures and videos and not paying attention to her phone. And so when it was time to tip... Got a less of a tip. You can't put the boy in the girl car when all those other ones are open. Put him in the monster truck. Put him in the ambulance. Put him in the fire truck. I don't care. Police car. Anything but the pink little girl car. I'm looking at the picture. Yeah, you see the pink little car? You see the hair? It looks like a girl. Yeah. The hair looks like a girl. It's, yeah, I think they probably thought. They I just think didn't they thought look at the your form. son was a girl. Honest mistake, I yeah. bet. No, no. When checking in said... We are here for my son's first haircut. That is what you say. 
Oh, yeah, do you have a reservation? Yeah, this time. Oh, yeah, here you are. And they walked her on back, and I had to go back outside. And they put him in the pink car. That You want to talk about putting a damper on the whole experience? Like, you want it to be all exciting and proud. Like, oh, look at him. He's in a monster truck getting his hair cut. No, he's in a little pink car getting his hair cut. So how did it affect your son, though? Because that's what's important. Well, like, did gonna- it? It didn't. Because your son, we're the ones that impose the color thing on kids, and it was imposed on us. Like, what was it? In the 20s? Pink was, pink was masculine. I think men right? men wore red and little boys wore pink. It's well, like I'm the lighter version. I'm not in the 20s anymore. <laughs> Okay. This we is the are 2020. Exactly. Well, I'm looking at the pictures of your son. I definitely could see that people would right. think he looks like a girl. Yeah. No, sometimes people, when we're out on walks, they'd be like, oh, she so, has pretty hair. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, and, the, his hair is down to the middle of his back. Almost. Middle of his back. Not anymore, though. But the fact that she put him in the pink car. How much you tip her less? I cut it in half. So you would have tipped her the percentage of what? I was going to tip her $8 because it was a lot of hair, and it was a kid's haircut, and they didn't seem very busy. But once it got put in the pink car, 4 bucks. You couldn't just give her the extra $4 and say, hey, is there any chance next time we can get one of the, you know, he, he likes trucks. Maybe we'll put him in the truck next time. Yeah, I mean, put him in the tractor. He loves tractors. Why not put him in the tractor chair? No, we're going to put him in the pink. I mean, all the chairs are open, and you put him in the pink one. How? I mean, it's just, I'm sorry. Eddie, you would be mad, too. Eddie, you have four boys. What? Yeah, what? It's no big deal. Oh, come on. What? Maybe this is her only chair that she has. Yeah. This maybe, is maybe Eddie that wouldn't buy his chair. boy the pink bike. Remember. That's remember, true. I had remember, the option. Remember. Oh, oh, good point. Oh, I got on. shamed you by did. that person. I'm just saying this could be her. I have friends that do hair. They only, Some of them only have they certain chairs chair. they can yeah, use. Yeah, it's their or station. Or they rent a chair, yes. Yeah. What if she only has the pink one? Then say, hey, I only have the pink chair. Would you like to wait for another stylist? Absolutely, we would. I think maybe, or she's the one that has the pink chair that gets the girls that come in, and they thought a girl came in. Eddie, what were you going to say? Uh, just like, it, I think it's an honest mistake. It, it's not a big deal. I mean, uh, not worth taking the tip away. It's okay. But it's isn't all right. it a mistake? How was the haircut? A haircut looks fine. There we go. Like He looks, he looks good. I just don't like classifying it as it as a mistake. I wish I had a pink shirt. Because as a <laughs> if if you, if a mom took her daughter in there for a haircut and put her in the fighter jet or the tank, like what that's that's awesome. Women can be fighter pilots and tank operators. Yes. Yeah. How many guys you see driving a pink car? <laughs> Not very many. Exactly. It's I a- would. Though. When I used to work for Mary Kay, I always wanted one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> pink Cadillac. <laughs> oh, so frustrating. And as a dad, it took away from the moment. Not a good move to not tip her. Oh, I thought you were going to say not a good move. Mm-mm. But not a good move to put in the pink car, Who right? Who cares? Who cares? The kid didn't know yeah. the difference. Yeah. Kid had no idea. <laughs> so happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Almost there. We're going to play the happy Thanksgiving game with country artists. You just have to name the artist who is saying happy Thanksgiving. Here you go. Wishing you a very happy Thanksgiving. Oh, that's easy. Uh, yeah, Hold on. My boy. I, let me hear it. I don't know that one. You don't? Hold on. Wishing you a very happy Thanksgiving. I don't know it come either. On. Oh, come, guys, on. Come, come on. Come on, guys. Wishing you a very happy Thanksgiving. Here, can I give you a hint? Yes. Backward hat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still don't get it. Rock climbing. Oh, that's Kip. Yeah, that's Kip. <laughs> Do that again. Oh. Wishing you a very happy Thanksgiving. That's oh, Kip yeah. Moore. Yes, yes, right yeah. We'll play that game next. <laughs> Are you playing? No, I'm going to host it. <laughs> Is there right? You want to do another one? Go ahead. I hope y'all have a very happy Thanksgiving out there. What? Oh, got it. I hope y'all have a very happy Thanksgiving out there. Come on, guys. Who says ver? 
Trace Atkins? No. No, no, no. Hope y'all have Travis. a very happy Thanksgiving who? out there. Randy Travis. No. no. Ray, who is that? Oh, Alan Jackson. Oh, I haven't talked. Oh, wow. All right, we'll play that game. Obviously, we all want you guys to have a very happy Thanksgiving. So I have a bunch of clips of country artists wishing people a happy Thanksgiving. Just name the country artist. Okay? Whoa. Clip number one is very easy. You don't even have to write it down. Here you go. Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. Oh, that's easy. Easy as pie. All right. One, two, three. Luke, Luke Ryan. Ryan. Nice. Sunrise, are, get a, are they all going to be that easy? No. Oh. They'll get a little harder as we go. Okay. Next up, name this one. Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. Oh, Amy's struggling already. Really? Amy. Come on, Amy. Y'all are not? No, it's easy as pie. Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. Okay. Amy, who do you have? Carrie Underwood. Lunchbox? Mm-hmm. Carrie Underwood. What? Eddie? That's Carrie. Yeah, there you go. Oh. To get a little Next up, which country artist is wishing us happy Thanksgiving? Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. Very aggressive. Yeah, he comes hard, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Amy? Uh, Darius Rucker. Lunchbox? Darius Rucker. Eddie? Darius Rucker. Nice. Next up, who is it? Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> cool. Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. Amy? Kane Brown. Lunchbox? I didn't write that down yet. So then you got it wrong. We played it three times. Come on. At the end of the third clip, you already asked him for answers. Eddie? Kane Brown. Have it written down, too. Do we want to give that one to him or no? No, he didn't He didn't even guess. Well, I didn't have a chance to. I literally was like this. All right, we'll let him keep going. So he doesn't get the point, but he keeps going. No, he keeps going. Because if you miss it, you're eliminated. Right. All right, next up. Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. Oh, I'm going to hear that again. Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. I almost got that one wrong. (laughs) Who's that, Amy? I don't know. Jason Aldean? Nope. Lunchbox? Oh, uh, that's the chief, Eric Church. Eddie? Oh, that's the chief. I never know him because I don't ever hear him. You know what? You get rarely... one free pass to say the game. Thank you. you. We rarely hear him talk. <laughs> so, Bones, does that mean I can get one wrong and I'm still in it? Nah. <laughs> Not you. Not you. Okay. If, if, yeah, we're All done, right. we're done right. with that game. Okay, good. All the freebies are gone. Next up. Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. Can you name that country artist's? Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. Oh, oh my oh, goodness. Oh, man, I don't know this one. Oh. I need that freebie. Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. You guys don't know who that is? No. Oh, that's a tough Wishing one. you a happy Thanksgiving. Oh, oh, I'm changing. I got it. Like when she says oh, wishing God. you, I feel like I know who it is, but when she says Thanksgiving, it doesn't sound like her. Really? Oh, yeah. It's her, Amy. Amy, who yeah? Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. You, you saw my answer. I didn't see your answer. You changed, and so now... Good I- thing you guys are still competitive. This is for a scholarship. Right, play this one more time. <laughs> is it? Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. Say it one more time. Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. Lunchbox, who do you have? Well, I had Casey Musgraves, crossed her out, and I went with the new mom, Marin Morris. Yeah, he saw my answer. Oh, I did not see is your that answer. What it is? Eddie? I have Marin Morris. You think he saw your answer? Yes, absolutely. I- Amy? Dang it. Miranda Lambert. Oh, no, that's not it. That was my first guess. Okay. It's Miriam Morris. Let's do another one. Name this one. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Amy, you're out. You can put your pen down. Oh. <laughs> Amy's dialed in you're there. Right Amy. Happy Thanksgiving. And I know it. Amy, shh. You have to write something, oh. lunch. I, Eddie. Happy Thanksgiving. 
Don't be mad because I'm getting things right, Eddie. Lunchbox. It's Dirks Bentley. Eddie? Dirks. Nice. I'm getting drunk on a plane. All right, next one. Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. Woo! I love that one. Mm -hmm. Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. All right. You got it? Yeah, Eddie, you want to see my answer? Nope. Lunch, what do you have? George Strait. Eddie? George Strait. Wow. The hostility from my left is just unreal. Like, I don't know where it's coming from. Because, I mean, I'm convinced he cheated. Off of Kane Brown? Yes. Yeah. And, no, Mary Moore. No, Mary Moore is looking Eddie, at my answer. Eddie, I will swear on everything I own, I did not see your answer. When Amy said, oh, it sounds like her, but when she says it, it's different, it changed my mind. Okay. Hey, so, uh, sudden death now, guys? Okay. <sighs> if he wins, enough, I'm I've had be... enough of yeah, you two. Yeah. <laughs> so, we're going to play it. Buzz in with your name. Okay. Ready? Here we go. Wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. Eddie. Eddie. That is Luke Combs. Correct. Oh. Yeah! Yeah, take that. Wishing you, Lunchbox, a happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, Bones, that's great. That's what I needed for Thanksgiving. I'm wishing you a happy Thanksgiving. Because the one thing I hate is when people cheat, you know, and then they rub it in your face. And dude, you know what? There was no cheating whatsoever. I don't cheat to win. Okay. I don't need to cheat to hey, win. Fun game, Bones. Thank, Thank you. you. All I know is I oh. hear that George Strait clip, and I'm like, man, if you we could have had this job 25 years ago. Well, then we'd be, then we'd be about to die. Dead. <laughs> yeah, we'd be dead. Yeah. And he's like, if we could just be about to die, this would be amazing. <laughs> or if George was still in it and wanting to come in like Garth, you know? But George I would doesn't just, live here. I know. But, but you know what? I make fun of you, but I think about that with yes. Johnny Cash. Yeah. Like, I wish he was coming in on Friday. Like, you know who I do that with? <laughs> look who we get to interact with, and we missed the George Strait boat. Yeah. What? I mean, I think about that with, like, George Washington. Like, if he would have, if we, we would have been back in the day, like, we'd have been a lot, we would have met him. That'd be so cool. For me, it's like, if if King Tut were only around. Wow, see, okay. I'm saying. Now you're right. making fun of us. I mean, at least the George thing was real. No, 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 but if I could just have five minutes with Genghis Khan. <laughs> <laughs> He'd beat your butt, dude. All right. All right, haters. All right. Come on. It's time for the good news. With Bobby. Tell me something good. Since COVID hit and restrictions were put in place for visitation at nursing homes and assisted living facilities all across the country, residents have been missing their hugs from loved ones. So the Catherine and Charles Hover Greenhouses in Colorado set up a special spot to allow folks who live there to embrace friends and family safely. The senior living facility put up a three-sided tent with clear plastic walls that have armholes with plastic sleeves. Residents and relatives were able to hug each other risk-free, something that they've waited about eight months to do. Carol and her 97-year-old dad, Vince, shared a five-minute embrace and did not seem to mind they were separated by a single piece of plastic. Well, gosh, yes, that was marvelous. I just, <laughs> I couldn't hold her hard enough. <laughs> she, she, she's so sweet, you know, it's just wonderful. Do you get to hug your dad when he comes That's over? That's awesome. No, we don't touch. Really? Yeah. And his, her dad sits far away, but does at least get to come to the house now. Yeah. Right. I mean, we try to just do it as protocol, like they've said. You want to put, get yourself in a trash bag and do that? Because I think I would. Maybe I will. I hadn't really thought of that, but we, we try to follow the rules. That's a great story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Amy, your daughter wants to play the lottery now? Yeah. I don't know where she heard about it, but... 
she realized like you could spend a dollar or two and suddenly, boom, win a million dollars. So she has her own money, but she told me she's not old enough to play. So she would like for me to buy the tickets for her so she can play. And that that's her choice. And she's wondering if I will help her out. Will you help her out? I mean, we don't, I feel like it's a waste of money and I want to teach her that that's not a wise investment. It's not a good way to spend her money. What if she's spending it for entertainment though? Right. Because nice. if you're spending a dollar and you're having a dollar's worth of fun. Yeah. Does that make me her, is that legal? I mean, I know my parents when I was little, they'd buy me lottery tickets and I'd get to scratch them or, so I guess it's fine, but I don't, I don't really want her to spend that money, her money that way. But if it's a dollar here, a dollar there, I guess I'll do it. Would you rather spend a dollar on candy or a dollar on a dollar lottery ticket? I mean, true. So, so which I mean, one? And we could. Well, <laughs> here's the thing, though. The answer. Yeah, come on. I get half of the winnings. Sure. Maybe. Says who? What? I'm no, just no, wondering her. what's my role in this. I bu- I'm the one that's buying her the tickets. You're so her what, mom. Yeah. I make a deal with her. If you win. I get half. That's insane. No, that's no, 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 no. But boy, if she's she, the mom. She can do that. What, what, why is that? Because if she wins ten dollars, you're gonna take five dollars of her money. Yes. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> it's her money. She's gambling she's, though. She's thirteen. <laughs> okay, so I would say if you want to let her play the lottery, let her play the lottery, right? I wouldn't say take half her money. Okay, how much do I take? 20%. I would say you take none unless it's over a thousand dollars, and then you're gonna take twenty percent. You don't take, if she wins 50 bucks, you don't take it. Wow. Because, like, Bones, what if she wins, like, a million dollars, and you don't have these rules, and she's like, see ya, mom. Like, boom, got a million. I well, can do whatever I the, want. it's in the mom's name, right? Because the mom has to cash in the ticket. Ooh. So she could put it in college fund. Ooh. Right. Okay. Okay. I, I will be taking a percentage, I, but I don't know yet what that will look like. Can I get her lottery tickets for Christmas? Sure. Oh, yes. Get her addicted. That's a good job, Bobby. She's going to be really fiending. I'm going to get her one of those fake ones for it looks like you. Oh, <laughs> no. That she is does awesome. Not, she will not know the difference. She will not be able to tell that's that that's point. not real. Mom, I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> she leaves. She packs her bags. No, no, no. Eddie, would you let your kids buy lottery tickets? Oh, yeah. Like, we gamble already on games. Like, I help, they help me pick parlay games. So, they love gambling. They love the idea of, like, like Amy said, put a dollar on it and you can win up to a thousand. Yeah, it's so fun. So, they use their own money, though? No, no, no. Dad's money. They oh. just you pick. let them use their own money if, if they, they want. It. I wouldn't advise them to, but but you got to understand the lottery system's pretty cool. Like, the money that goes to the lottery is education. And there, I even found out that our state has a $1,000 scholarship if you just apply, straight from the lottery. So, That's pretty cool. Wait, if you apply, me. you get it automatically? Automatically. All you have to do is apply? All you have to do is apply. That's, That's how much money the lottery in our state has. That seems a little aggressive oh. on just apply. And maybe I shouldn't have said it on the radio because then that'll change. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. maybe you misunderstood and there's something a little bit more in depth about that because that seems... They're like, sign your name right Lunchbox here. Lunchbox is going to apply right now <laughs> for the lottery. I'm going, going, to, going, back to, I'm going to .gov right now. I okay. typed in Tennessee lottery win. So it does go to something good. That's so. how is that how you justify it? You're, whenever you buy a lottery <laughs> ticket, you're like, oh, I'm making my donation to education. Absolutely. What did you say, Mike? Certain colleges. Okay, sure. still. Pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, university, had, all the big schools are on here. State, this is yeah. state schools. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, so your daughter can play. I have no problem with it, Eddie. Uh, no problem with Lunchbox it. Lunchbox obviously doesn't. I, that's how I got started is my dad buying me lottery <laughs> tickets, but I, my dad would never take a percentage. That is just highway robbery. But what if it's a big amount? Doesn't matter. She's the one that took the chance with her money. You weren't willing to take that risk, so you don't get rewarded. But I was the one that went and bought it for her. I just feel like that's fair. 
Well, what's fair, whatever you decide, because again, you're the mom That's and right. it's in your name. Okay. I'm fascinated with Tiffany's everyday objects. All I knew from Tiffany's was it was a store in the movies. Wasn't even for sure it was a real store, but it is, right? Yes. And so they have this everyday objects section on their website. And I brought up the 18 karat paper clip that was $1,800. One paper clip, $1,800. Crazy. By the way, if you want to get it on sale, it is on sale now for $1,500. Oh, Oh, great. Clearance. One paper clip costs $1,500. Who in the world would buy that? Ridiculous. And if you did buy it, the only reason to have it is to tell people you have it. Mm -hmm. So you'd have to tell everyone you have it, right? Yeah. I pulled some of the other items from the section. See if you can guess how much they go for. I'll give you the amount, Amy. You say over or under. Okay. There's a, they're called Bone China Paper Cups. Inspired by the paper coffee cups used in the Tiffany stores, it's two cups crafted in luxurious bone china. They, Amy, they're tiny cups. They look like the cups you pull out from a, what's a little dispenser called? Uh, like the, the water solo cups. Oh no. yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, from about. the water. Yeah, there are two of them. Over or under a hundred dollars. Over. One hundred twenty-five dollars oh, for the wow. set of two. <laughs> well, that wasn't very fun. Well, but are they are paper or they're they're like the they're like they mimic the paper. M- mostly mimic, okay. but they're really small. Okay, well, next up, okay. a sterling silver crazy straw. You guys remember the crazy straws with all the circles oh, yeah, and yeah, zigzag? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It goes to all the. Designed in sterling silver with a Tiffany blue enamel accent, hmm. this whimsical straw is fun and festive. It'd be a great addition to your home. Is the straw over or under $250? Under. For a straw. It's under. It's $275. He oh. <laughs> keeps getting you. <laughs> That's nuts. It's just a straw? And the, it's not even that whimsical. Oh my gosh. It's barely even crazy, Eddie. It only has a couple turns. <laughs> For that kind of money, I want the roller coaster yeah. of death. Loop three loops. A sterling silver protractor. You know what a protractor is? Yes, I used them in school, like from back geometry. in the day. Right. Designed in a sterling silver with a Tiffany blue enamel accent, American walnut. This protractor, I mean, it looks like a protractor is straight on the bottom. And the arch on the top. Got it. It's like a ruler. Like a half moon. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Nice. Over or under $350? Under. Over $500 okay. for a protractor. Nuts. And you can get it engraved. Oh, great. For an extra what? Thousand? How about a sterling silver clothespin from Tiffany's? It can be used to display photos or momentous occasions. It is a whimsical addition to the home. Everything's whimsical. I love whimsical. They, that's their word. Over or under $500 for a single clothespin. I mean, if the paperclip is $1,500, shoot, I'm going to go over. The clothespin is $525. Mm. There are tennis paddles. I'm just going to read you this one. It's two table tennis paddles. Like ping pong paddles. Mm-hmm. $700 for the set. Mm-hmm. They don't even look expensive. And they're really usable? Mm-hmm. Yeah, And those things break easy, too. A sterling silver mini folding chair. $975. Wait, how much are the ping pong paddles? $700. 700. Oh, okay. A travel poker set. Everything needed for poker on the go. This travel poker set is a whimsical <laughs> <laughs> and luxurious take on the classic game. 
over or under $2,000? Man, you can take it with you on the go. Mm. Over. $2,750. I'm just starting to say over because that's the thing. I'm doing over on all of them. You haven't noticed? (laughs) Yes. Uh, Yeah. A mesh scarf necklace. It's 18 karat gold. Oh, wow. That's probably a lot. It's very, it doesn't look like there's much to it, but it costs $28,000. Yeah. Whimsical? The word whimsical is not written in this one. (laughs) But if you go to the Tiffany's website, you can see how crazy ridiculous all this stuff is. And again, why would you buy this? People do buy them, though, obviously. They wouldn't be up there. Would you like to have this stuff, Lunchbox? Yes, just to show it off. I mean, just imagine if you go somewhere or someone walks in your house and you're able to show them off the little paper cut you want in a cup. You go, this is from Tiffany's little, uh, they only cost $1,000. Yeah, but But would you say that? that? You would have no friends. Yeah, Uh, yeah, that would, because people would want to be around cool stuff like that. Do you think people want to be around people with cool stuff? Yes. Why do you think rich people have friends? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Like, I I mean, they can't be good people? I mean, sure, but would you rather go to someone that has a trampoline, a pool, a hot tub, a slide into the pool, and Tiffany cups, or are you going to go to the guy down here that has a tree branch and you get to swing off of that? I mean, come on. Well, it depends how fun the guy is. Right. Morgan, number two, are you dating anybody yet? Um, Nothing serious, but I do have some prospects for the first time in a while. Is that because of the dating apps? Um, A few are, yeah. But there's one that isn't. Really? Mm-hmm. A few? And then there's another? <laughs> wow, talk about prospects. Yeah. Wow, you a know, peaks and valleys. She got a whole farm club down there. <laughs> All right, so you have four guys? No, not four. I'm three. Yep. She's going to go higher. Seven. <laughs> <laughs> so you have three guys. And they're all very, very new. So very, very new. They're all very nude? New. Oh. <laughs> new. Uh, so you meet two of them on an app. Mm-hmm. Which app? A Bumble. Okay, and you meet the other one? I actually met him through my dentist. He's like their medical sales guy, and they're basically setting us up on a blind date. Nice. (laughs) So you haven't been out with him yet? No, not yet. Have you seen what he looks like? No, we've just exchanged some text messages to set up the date. But you haven't like searched them on Instagram to find out what they look like? Not yet. I'm going to. I've been waiting. I just wanted to get it in place. Do it, do it, do it. I gotta figure out his last name, and then I can. Like that matters. Back in the day, I would give Morgan uh, the idea that someone's hair color might be this. You'd be like, I found him right here. Here's their address. <laughs> uh, so, but one of these guys, you were going to go on a second date with him? Yeah, and, I, you know, I'm being really cautious with COVID and everything going on. So if I go out with them, it's like a patio date out in the open. There's not, there's no physical things happening. It's very, as safe as it can possibly be, right? Well, he offered for a second date to rent out a movie theater for me to be really safe so I didn't have to be around a bunch of other people. And I was like... This can't happen. That's way too much for me. I can't handle the pressure of you running out of movie theater for me. Wow, that is baller. Why would you not? This this is where I screwed up. You just do it. And you're going you're out on a date, you're going somewhere, you're like, hey, listen, we're going to the movies, but there's nobody there. We have a theater. You don't uh, you don't say do you because then she'll go, there's too much pressure. Yeah, it's awkward. So not good planning on his part, (laughs) although but pretty baller move. Cool move. So how much did that cost? Do we know? I think it only costs like 150 now because they're a lot cheaper, the movie theaters and are. And when you say only, you mean <laughs> versus what it normally would, because that's yeah. a lot to watch. <laughs> it's a lot. He's going to pay 150 bucks for a second. He must be yeah. into you. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. We ended up going ice skating, so it worked out. Oh, so you did go on a second date. We did go on a second date. Yeah. Would you let a guy buy a theater for you? I don't think on the second date I would have felt comfortable with it, but if he had already 
presented it the way you did, then I would be like, oh, okay, yeah, I guess we're going to do this. <laughs> is this guy in the lead right now? Um, there isn't. Honestly, they're all on a very level playing field because I don't know any of them well enough yet. But he, he's doing, I mean, he's the only one I've gone on a second day with so far. So he's in the lead in that sense. Who does he look like? What celebrity? Hmm. We'll call him m- movie guy. I would probably say Chris Evans. Dang! Wow. Okay, Chris wow. Evans. Is that, that's Captain America, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow, how did this guy lose? <laughs> Was it Chris Evans? He wanted to get you a theater? No, no. To watch his movie? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Theater, empty it's by like, yourself. That would have been, been make out for sure. Are you no. kidding? You're not kissing these guys? Nope. Safe. COVID safe, y'all. Until I'm like on maybe third or fourth day and I'm only seeing them, you know, I don't know these guys yet, so. What does movie guy do for a living? About what kind of job? He's a chef. Wow. Oh, this is awesome. I want to marry Wait. him. Yeah, I like him already. If I didn't have Kaylin, I would be like, what's up, buddy? <laughs> wow. At a, like a place you've eaten at? Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, a place wow. we've all eaten at? Probably a few of us. It's Chipotle. Ooh. It's Chipotle, isn't it? <laughs> It's Pizza no. Hut. I knew it. So the movie guy's a chef. Mm-hmm. Wow. Does he have tattoos? I always think chefs are he cool when they have tattoos. Have, yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. He, he's a chef and he looks like Chris Evans mm-hmm. with tattoos. Hey, don't <laughs> chefs have like crazy hours? Yes, they work. Well, they work. It, well, restaurant hours? Yeah. yeah night. Late. Well, it, Chris Evans has a lot of tattoos. We're sure it's not him. It's You're, not him. Okay. I and would know if it's Chris Evans. The other guy. <laughs> yeah. It oh, does kind of what? He's medical sales, so... So he's got a little money. Yeah. And I'm trying to think of what he Does looks he let like. you see a stethoscope? <laughs> oh, he's sales. He's not what? a medical professional. He maybe sells. he sells stethoscopes. <laughs> yeah, maybe he does. No, I think he sells dental equipment. <laughs> no, no, that's or, the other guy. Or Yeah, that's the uh, oh, dental another? medical sales. Yeah. There's two medical she, sales she's, guys? She's got doctor medical sales, <laughs> dental medical sales. <laughs> and chef. And freaking Chris Evans, the chef. How do it. you not pick Chris Evans, the chef? Dang. Yeah, when is he going to cook for you? Does, is his food good? I mean, obviously you've eaten there, but did I've you like it? I've seen a lot of pictures of it. That How, looks great. When you ate there, did you know that he was the guy? I had no idea. I mean, he was in the back, you know, cooking. I wasn't back but there. But how did you meet him? On a dating app. Oh, I thought he kept sending extra food out. Like, oh, here you go. Have some of this. Have some of that. You're like, what is this? And then the chef came out and said, Hello. And nobody's in the lead. <laughs> nope. Are it's you- just very level playing field. I'm, I'm trying to be as slow as possible and just get to know all of them. Would you, if tomorrow was Christmas, buy any of them a Christmas gift, even a small one? No, not yet. Not Way even, too soon. Yeah. Not even like a utensil set for old. <laughs> no, no, not yet. Okay. Keep us updated. I, I still will. think the movie theater move was pretty cool. And that was the chef, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that guy. Me too. I, get, I picked the chef. He's got a good heart, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you guys check out Talk to Chuck. It's a good podcast with Chuck Wicks. Jana Kramer joins him. She's in a Lifetime Christmas movie. She's always just a great guest on these shows, but check it out. Talk to Chuck with Chuck Wicks if you're looking for some podcasts. And it may be the week to find new podcasts that you like because, listen, we're not going to be live on Thanksgiving or the day after, and you may be awake. It's always weird being in the car, though, on Christmas morning or Thanksgiving morning because you always got to go to the store at some point, and you turn on the radio, and it just feels a little off. Mm. Christmas morning feels a little off. I like it. It just feels a little weird listening to the radio. Like, all the backups are in. That backup used to be me. I used to have to go every holiday and work. The backup DJ? Yeah, and you mm-hmm. just don't recognize their voice. Yeah. And you're like, oh, not bad. I don't know this guy. <laughs> but give him a chance. That's all I'm going to say. They're the backups are in. Give him a chance. It's time for the second string quarterback to get a little bit of, little bit of play here. 
You can check out my music podcast called The Bobby Cast. Again, there's Talk to Chuck. There's Amy's Four Things with Amy Brown. Yeah, this week I'll have a Christmas gift guide. So if you have shopping to do, I can maybe help you out. Sore Losers podcast. Yeah, the Cowboys want. I was in a good mood. There you go. All that's happening. (laughs) Enjoy. Bye, everybody. The Bobby Bone Show.